from their innovative practice facility to unmatched views from the fairway. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with 5G solutions from T-Mobile for Business. Together, we're using AI-powered analytics to expand coaching tools and bringing fans closer to the pros with 5G-connected cameras. This is game-changing innovation. This is the PGA of America with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. I received a question from Maria M. who said, I'm a new United States immigrant working hard to build good credit and make smart financial decisions. I'm so glad to find your Money Girl podcast because it's helping me a lot. I have $8,000 in credit card debt and am considering paying it off with a three-year loan that would charge 16% APR. Would that be a good option for me? And how would it affect my credit score? Welcome to the United States, and thank you for the great question, Maria. I'll give you an answer on this show and talk about whether consolidating credit card debt with a personal loan helps or hurts your credit scores. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Money Girl. I appreciate you downloading the show. I'm Laura Adams, a personal finance expert, spokesperson, and speaker who's been hosting the Money Girl podcast since 2008. I'm also the author of several books, including my most recent title, which was a number one Amazon new release called Money Smart Solopreneur, a personal finance system for freelancers, entrepreneurs, and side hustlers. So if you're building a business or want to earn more income with a side hustle, I hope you will get a copy. You can buy it as a paperback, ebook, or audiobook. Here on Money Girl, you're going to hear me talk about a whole wide range of money topics like building credit, debt, investing, retirement, real estate, cutting taxes, insurance, money management strategies, entrepreneurship, and lots more. And occasionally, I do bring you interviews with money experts and interesting people that I think you'll like. And if you're getting value from the show, don't forget to subscribe so you get every weekly episode and also submit a five-star rating or review on behalf of everyone in the Quick and Dirty Tips team. I will thank you in advance for doing that. We really love getting your ratings and your reviews. It means a lot to the team. And if you've got a money question, be sure to contact me. You can do that in a couple ways. One is recording a message by calling 302-364-0308, or you can email me, just like Maria did, by using my contact page at lauradadams.com. That's also where you can learn more about my work, books, and money courses. Whether you've been a short or a long-time Money Girl listener, you already know that having excellent credit scores comes with fantastic benefits. The higher your scores, the more lenders and merchants trust you. I mean, that's just the bottom line. That's the way the system works. That means they're going to charge you less interest on credit accounts like credit cards, lines of credit, car loans, personal loans, private student loans, and mortgages. And that reduces your monthly payment and can save a lot of money over time. 
Let me give you a quick example. If you're getting a mortgage that charges you 1% less because you've got great credit, that could save you $80,000 in interest on a 30-year $350,000 loan. But even if you never borrow money, let's say you know, you're somebody that just says, I don't want a credit card and I'm gonna pay cash for everything. I want you to understand that your credit affects many areas of your financial life, even if you don't plan on financing a purchase. But for most people, buying a home is in their, you know, in their goals. And so getting a mortgage is gonna definitely factor in your credit and it's gonna be a big part in the monthly payments that you, that you must pay. So let me give you some examples on ways that having poor credit can hurt your finances. One is that you may get turned down by a prospective landlord. So maybe you're trying to rent a home or an apartment. The owner or the property manager is typically going to check your credit. They can easily turn you down if you do not have good credit. An employer that you authorize to review your credit reports can also Factor that into whether they want to hire you or not. Now, not all employers review your credit and you do have to authorize them to do so, but many more employers, especially those uh, who are looking for managers, if that's the type of position that you're in, or even if you're in the financial industry, they do tend to look at your credit and make that a factor in, in a hiring decision. Also, in most states, having poor or even average credit causes you to pay higher auto and home insurance premiums compared to policyholders with great scores. Low credit scores mean you typically pay higher security deposits for utilities, including power, gas, cable, internet, and wireless providers. Also, various merchants may not extend promotional money-saving offers to you based on having poor credit or even average credit. So these are all the reasons why boosting your credit and being credit conscious is super important. And I want you to remember that you must have credit accounts in your name and you have to use them responsibly in order to have good credit. So if you're somebody who thinks, well, I just don't need to borrow money, so I'm not going to worry about credit, you know, as I've said, credit is more important for, for things other than borrowing money. It's a common misconception to believe that having no credit means you automatically have great credit. In fact, the opposite is true. Having no credit in your name is the same as having bad credit. And the reason is having a what's called a thin credit file, which means basically you have no credit history or very little credit history. There's just not even enough data there for credit scoring models to calculate scores for you. That's problematic because the businesses and lenders that you know are considering doing business with you, they want to see how you pay your bills. And without any positive information in your credit files, lenders and merchants won't choose to do business with you or they're going to charge a premium to do business with you because you pose a potential financial risk to them. So let's get back to Maria's question about how opening up and using a personal loan account to pay off a credit card affects your credit. First, I want to review how having a credit card improves your credit in the first place. And I always recommend that you have at least one credit card in your name and ideally 
too. So let's talk about the benefits that you get from having a credit card in your name. One is credit history. So this is how consistently you pay credit over time, how consistently you're paying that that monthly statement, that monthly bill over time. That is the most significant credit scoring factor. So having credit cards in your name that you pay off in full each month, that's ideal because you're avoiding interest charges and you're showing lenders that you use credit responsibly. However, Even if you carry a balance from month to month, if you pay your card's minimum payment on time, that significantly affects your scores. That's just as good from a credit perspective as paying your balance off in full when it comes to on-time payments. So in other words, having at least one credit card is a great way to demonstrate that you do not miss payment deadlines, and that will have a huge boost to your credit scores. Another reason you want to have a credit card in your name is credit utilization. This is the amount of credit that you use divided by your available credit limit. This applies to revolving accounts like credit cards and lines of credit. For example, if you have one credit card with a $500 balance and the credit limit on that card is $1,000, your credit utilization ratio is 50%. You're using half of your available credit, and that's actually too much. You want to use a card only up to a low ratio. I want to say like 20% is a great goal, maybe up to 25%. You know, most credit experts will say keeping that utilization below 20% is ideal. That positively affects your credit. And if you've got a 50% ratio, you know, higher or double than what's recommended, you want to pay down your balance. Doing that will cut your utilization ratio and boost your scores. Low utilization ratios are beneficial because it's, again, it's showing lenders that you're responsible. You only use the credit that you need and you're not routinely maxing out your credit cards or lines of credit. And by the way, another great way to decrease your utilization ratio is simply to have more available credit. You can do that by owning more than one credit card. If you're spreading out your balances over a larger amount of available credit, that's an easy way to reduce your utilization ratio and boost your scores. Another great reason for having a credit card in your name is credit mix. This is another credit scoring factor, and it's the variety of credit accounts you own, like installment accounts, like maybe an auto loan or a mortgage or both, and revolving credit. As I mentioned, those are credit cards and lines of credit. Lenders want to see that you can manage different account types responsibly. So having at least one credit card is essential for building that mix of credit types. Not everyone always needs an installment loan, but it is easy to keep a credit card or two open in your name. And I also want to acknowledge that opening new credit accounts can negatively affect your credit in some ways. And one is your credit age. This is the average length of time you've had credit accounts open in your name, and you want a longer history of accounts that will positively affect your credit scores since it's giving insight into your long-term financial behavior. When you open a new credit card or a loan, it does reduce your average account age. However, 
I will say that the benefits of having the account can outweigh the downsides of a, you know, a a shorter credit age by boosting your scores when managed responsibly. Another downside is credit inquiries. So these are notifications on your credit reports that you've applied for a new credit account. Hard inquiries are those for, for real credit as opposed to soft inquiries, which are things like pulling your own credit reports. So the soft inquiries never count against you, but hard inquiries do temporarily lower your credit scores. Again, the benefits of having a new card or a new account can certainly outweigh this temporary negative mark in the long run. And another downside is the credit amount. So the credit amount is your outstanding debt balance. That's going to rise, obviously, when you take out a new loan or make card charges. And as I previously mentioned, having more revolving debt results in a higher utilization ratio, negatively affecting your credit scores. In addition, if you carry card balances, you know, you may be paying unnecessary high interest charges. So, you know, those are some of the pros and cons of having credit accounts opened in your name. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, Certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's gotta be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. From a flat tire in the city to a dead battery on a distant drive, AAA is partnering with T-Mobile for Business to accelerate response times and get more drivers back on the road fast. Our nationwide connectivity powers location telematics, so AAA's fleet can find stranded drivers quickly while being fully equipped with the in-vehicle tools to have answers when they get there. This is elevating the member experience. This is AAA with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. Hey there, I want to tell you about one of my favorite podcasts, Freakonomics Radio. Every week, host and best-selling author Stephen Dubner dives into the hidden side of business, economics, and so much more. He interviews CEOs, historians, and Nobel laureates to explore all kinds of topics, like why the best employees can make the worst bosses, and how whales went from being economic engines to environmental icons. If you're a curious person looking to better understand the world around you, You'll find everything you're looking for on Freakonomics Radio. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. So let's talk about Maria's question, how consolidating credit card debt affects your credit. So Maria asked about getting a loan to pay off her $8,000 credit card balance. This is known as consolidation. You're using one type of debt to pay off another debt or maybe multiple debts. And the idea is that you can save interest by paying off a high rate credit card with a lower rate personal loan. For instance, you're gonna pay less interest if your card is charging you 26% APR and you wipe it out using a 16% APR loan. So you can get a personal loan at most banks, credit unions, and online lenders. 
And the amount that you can take out depends on factors like the particular lender you choose, your income, and your credit. Loan amounts for personal unsecured loans usually range from maybe $500 up to something like $35,000, maybe up to $40,000. They come with a fixed interest rate, and typically you have to repay them anywhere from three to 10 years, with I'd say three to five years being the most common. Personal loan lenders also typically charge an origination fee, ranging from, let's say, 1%, maybe up to 10% of the loan amount. That gets deducted from your loan proceeds, and that origination will depend on typically your credit worthiness and the lender. Once approved, you receive the loan funds in your bank account within days and begin making scheduled monthly payments. So Maria, let's review several pros for using a personal loan to consolidate your credit card debt. One is paying less interest. This is basically the whole reason you do it. Cutting your interest rate is the primary reason to wipe out an expensive credit card with a personal loan. Saving money on interest may allow you to get out of debt faster. All right, another benefit is having a fixed term. Personal loans have a set interest rate and term, as I mentioned, like maybe you're paying 9% for three years with monthly payments of $750. That structure can help you pay off debt faster, but only if the repayment term is affordable. So you really have to think about that. Generally, the shorter a loan term, the higher your monthly payment will be. Another benefit is just having one payment. Maria didn't mention, you know, if she's got more than one credit card, uh, but consolidating multiple cards with a personal loan can simplify your financial life by having only one account to keep track of, just one bill, due date, instead of several. And building credit. Having an additional loan on your credit report helps you build credit when you make timely payments. Plus, paying off or reducing high card balances lowers your credit utilization ratio and it increases your credit mix, helping your credit scores. But consolidating a credit card comes with several downsides as well that you need to be aware of. One is paying higher monthly payments. Depending on your personal loan amount, your rate, the term, the payments can be much higher than your card's minimum payment. And if you're unable to make that loan payment on time, you can devastate your credit. Also, you might continue to make card charges after you pay it off with a personal loan. So taking out a consolidation loan should be part of a bigger plan to pay off debt. If you just use the personal loan to wipe out your cards, and then start racking them up again, you're just deeper in debt, right? And a clean credit card can be awfully tempting for a lot of people. So Maria, you should be committed to only making card charges that you can pay off each month if you do move forward with the consolidation. Another downside is not saving enough interest. You know, if your credit card debt is relatively small or you could pay it off on your own within the next 12 months by just tightening your budget, consolidation may not save you enough to be worthwhile. So if you can pay off a card soon, but just want less interest, you might consider shopping around for a balance transfer credit card. Those will charge 0% interest for a promotional period, such as 12 to 18 months. And another downside 
is temporarily hurting your credit. As I mentioned, every hard inquiry on your credit report slightly dings your credit scores. That may not be a big deal, but it could be a big problem if you plan on a big purchase within the next six months. Maybe you're thinking about taking out a mortgage to buy a home or getting a car loan. Try not to apply for other credit accounts before you make a large purchase so that you protect your credit score so you're going to get the lowest rate possible on a big purchase purchase that you're thinking about financing. Maria, consolidating a credit card using a personal loan may be wise if you save money on interest, if you can afford the monthly payments, and if you're not planning a large purchase anytime soon. Opening a new credit account does dip your credit scores temporarily, but it also increases your credit mix and can boost your scores over the long run. One thing I want to note is that once you pay off a credit card, it's in your best interest for your credit to keep it open, even if you don't plan on using it. That will preserve your credit limit. Closing a paid-off credit card might seem like a good idea, but it can hurt your credit. It will instantly shrink your available credit which causes your credit utilization to spike and your credit scores to dip. Anytime your revolving balances become a higher percentage of your available credit, you appear riskier to lenders, even if you aren't. So keep your cards open and active, especially if a big purchase could be on the horizon. For instance, you could just keep a card in order to make small charges that you pay off periodically. Maybe you just you know, make a few small charges a few times a year and pay those off in full. If you have a card that you don't like, let's say maybe it's got a high annual fee or a high APR and you just wanna get rid of it. One solution is to cancel the card, but to replace it with a different card, a better card. And ideally, getting the new card before canceling the first one. That allows you to swap out one credit limit for another and avoid any significant increase in your credit utilization ratio. Maria, I hope this has been helpful and let me know what you end up doing with that credit card debt and how it all works out for you. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, here's to living a richer life. Money Girl is a quick and dirty tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg with editing by Adam Cecil. Our podcast and advertising operations specialist is Morgan Christensen. Our digital operations specialist is Holly Hutchins. And our marketing and publicity associate is Davina Tomlin. From pit lane to podium, the Las Vegas Grand Prix is providing fans a race day experience at the speed they deserve. With the help of T-Mobile for Business, our 5G advanced network solutions are powering race day operations with event-wide connectivity. From streamlined gate entry to an immersive app, giving fans blazing fast access to the sport they love. This is accelerating innovation. This is the Las Vegas Grand Prix with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now.